Yo, what up, all my misfits and everybody that watches? Um, yeah, I just want to say before the episode starts that there was just a slight bit of interference in the background. Enrique did ask me if I could hear his fan. I told him it wasn't that big of a deal because it wasn't when we were talking. I didn't really hear. I didn't even notice it that much because we were, you know, having the conversation. But you can kind of hear it a little bit um, now, like after everything processed together. You can notice it a bit more, I guess. Um, but it's only, like I said, in that first third. And after that, it's not really a big deal. Um, you can't even really hear it if it's even on. Um, but yeah, and then also we kind of got cut off. Because, you know, internet connections work. They be trash sometimes. But we come back after a little commercial break. And boom, we finish it up. Have a good time. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. And thanks for listening. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Tiz back with another episode of Animated Misfits. Um, I told y'all I was gonna have another guest on. It wasn't just gonna be me or people that's like, "Yo, where everybody at, bro?" <laughs> you said you're gonna have some more people on. So today I have a new guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello. Uh, what's up, everyone? I'm Enrique Kayet, and um. I make jewelry. I guess that's the that's a good introduction, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's perfect. So Enrique is someone that I actually met on Instagram because his jewelry is actually really great, and I love meeting art. I love meeting different artists of different the different types of mediums because you guys know I'm an illustrator, so I'm all you know pen and paper and digital and everything. But it's always cool to meet people that do other artsy things like singers and people that make 3D art and stuff like that. So I actually want to know, like, how did you get into jewelry? Like, what was that? Like, what piqued your interest with that to get you started? Well, I've always loved creating ever since I was like a, a child, really. Like, you know, even with like just little things like whenever I used to have toys and you have to like you know with the Legos piece them together coloring books everything and well when I gotten older I fell in love with jewelry so you know bracelets and this was like back in like my middle school years you know when those um rubber bracelets were popular so everyone had like the different bands and songs and everything else Oh, yeah. Like those those. little silly bands, and they had, like, the ones you get them at, like, Hot Topic of the different, like, your favorite artists. Oh, you mean, mean, like, the ones ones that are also shaped like like animals? Like, they have the animal pack, and you put them on or whatever? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know those. (laughs) So, whenever I got... um, I guess it was in a way of me wanting to create things that I already loved. So, since I already loved jewelry, that's something I wanted to create, and that's kind of how I mostly got into creating jewelry. Okay, so it was a little bit of a journey then. All right. Yes. So, <clears throat> how long did it actually take you to really kind of learn to learn your craft to where you are right now? Because I know now, like you're actually you're pretty dope with it. <laughs> like you're not just some little beginner. Oh, thank or you. Like, you're really on your way. <laughs> thank you. I learned, I want to say I started doing jewelry officially, like, you know, really doing it in 20, early 2017. It was around early 2017. I was like, you know what? 
I love gemstones and crystals. And I was like, you know what? Let's start off by making elastic bracelets. And I want to say I didn't really learn how to do it. Like, well, okay, there's a rule I follow within creating where it's like first you learn the basics. And once you learn the basics, after that, then you master it. Mm -hmm. So I want to say I didn't really fully master it until maybe it took like maybe six, seven months. Really? Oh, yes. Like, because it's like whenever I first started, um, I remember a teacher. Oh, I, I love some of my old teachers because they were like very hard on me. But, you know, as I look back at it now, I'm thankful that they were. I remember one of my English teachers in middle school used to tell us repetition teach you like the more like whenever you want to like learn a sentence, if you repeat the sentence over and over and over, you'll learn it easier. Mm-hmm. And soon it becomes second nature. So I used to like, I remember I used to be up at like, I want to say I started 12 o'clock and I wasn't, I didn't stop until like maybe four in the morning. I would just make a bracelet, cut it, cut the string, take it apart, make it again. Finish it, cut it, take it apart, make it over. And soon it became where it was like, you could do it like that, like in a snap. Oh, so you really took the time to learn the ins ins and outs of everything. And it was a lot of trial and error. Very, Mm -hmm. very, very much of trial and error. You know, some people feel like you could just watch one YouTube tutorial and learn it all in one 15-minute video. And that's not the case. You know, it's a lot of, like, you would watch the tutorials to learn the basics. And then you would master it through trial and error and practice. Yes, I'm actually really glad that you brought that up because I feel like I don't understand what the things that you go through as an artist when you're right. really like learning your craft. And right. sometimes people will complain about like prices on things, like oh this, this isn't worth mm-hmm. this, like you're, you're charging <laughs> too much or whatever. And it's like mm-hmm. we're we're not just charging for the materials and stuff like that. Right, it's the we're time also, as well. Yes, like it took us a very long time to get to where we are right now. So it's like it's a lot of things that go into pricing, and I'm happy you brought that up. I'm really so happy you brought up pricing because pricing your work is probably the second hardest thing with art. It's yes. pricing it because it's like you don't want to be too expensive because you don't want to like you know risk alienating certain people, mm-hmm. you know. But then you can't be too low where you can't cover even most basic costs you know you have to make sure you pay for your shipping and if you have a website you have to pay for your website if you have a you know if you have the business license with the llc you have to pay for that once a year you you know every piece you have should have a percentage that goes towards those expenses mm-hmm. and that's pretty much just like basically business 101 like pretty right much- <laughs> like that is, and I know this is probably a controversial thing for me to say, but I think sometimes people have it misconstrued with a lot of artists. It's like they think um, uh, it's kind of a blurred line between hobbyist and business. Yes. You know? So I know many people who make jewelry as a hobby, and they don't really look at it from a business aspect. So then the ones who create it as a business aspect look at it in a totally different way. 
So somebody would say, well, how come his bracelets are this price and their bracelets are this price? Well, one person's running it as a business and the other person's just doing it as a hobby for side money. You know, there's a difference. And I think sometimes people have the line blurred. That's actually true. I didn't, I haven't really talked about that that much, but that is very true. Like, some people, they already have, like, plenty of money. They have a... So you're right. Mm-hmm. Hobby, like, they, they they can afford all the materials. If people don't buy from them, it's, it's you know, no sweat off their back. It really doesn't matter that much because they're just doing it for right. fun. As opposed mm-hmm. to people where it's like, I need to pay my bills. <laughs> like, I have bills right. to pay. This is, this is my <laughs> livelihood, so I have to charge right. for it. And I think sometimes people... Okay, now this is another one. Some people will undercharge themselves to sell more. Mm-hmm. But in the, the way this hurts others is because of this. Let's say, okay, since I make jewelry, I could speak on these. Say um, a rose quartz um, stone. Okay, the stone for a rose quartz will usually run you a general estimate, maybe $25 for a single stone. That's if you're making like the necklace style. So like you ever seen those I had posted where I wear them and it's like the gold bail with the stone on it? Yes. It would be one like those. Those generally go from the low 15s. Well, it could go high as high it can go, but like generally speaking, around 15 to 20. So somebody would buy the stone for, okay, $20. The chain is $30. Shipping around four dollars i know people who will price it like that but then they'll really sell it for like i don't know thirty dollars and be making a profit of like two dollars you can't run a business off a two dollar profit okay (laughs) so then but that's the hobbyist so then when the business person prices it accordingly so they could pay for their expenses and for their livelihood, now people are looking at them. Oh, you're overpriced. Oh, you're scamming. But see, it's like people, it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating at times. But at the end of the day, I believe those who recognize true artistry wouldn't put up any issues with pricing. Yes, that is very true. Like um, I have this conversation with my friends a lot where it's like, it's cool to have a lot of followers and, you know, quote unquote supporters, but you know between the people that are just there because they want to hook up or they they just think everything you do is going to be cheap and quote unquote affordable. There's a big difference between them and the people there because they want to support an artist. And whatever you tell them, they're not going to complain about it. They're not going to argue with it. They They recognize your work. Yes, exactly. And some people feel entitled where they feel, well, you know, since we're friends, you should give me the hookup just because. And mm-hmm. that's not a true friend because if they're really your friend, they'll want to support you. Exactly. That is 100% true. That is the struggle of being an artist, trying to build up an audience. Because another thing people don't understand is that what makes it so hard about charging prices when you're kind of new is that, like you said, you don't want to over, don't want to undercharge because your business won't grow then. Right. But then there are businesses, you know, then the other people that they try to compare you to like, Oh, I I can go over here to this person or this company, whatever, because they can sell it for cheaper. 
that's because they can afford to sell it for cheaper. Like companies that right. are like, making millions of dollars or whatever, they can afford to sell the exact same thing that you sell mm-hmm. for way cheaper because you know they're still going to profit on it no matter what. And they are also sourcing slave labor to pay those as well. You know, people wonder, oh, this Forever 21 shirt is only $2. Well, how much is the person who's sewing it made? That's true. That's the true tea right there. Like, if they if the shirt is only $2 for a price, well, how much did the person who worked uh, work to make that make, you know? So, and when you notice a lot of fair ethically sourced places like even with my stones i try my best to get them ethically sourced because Mm -hmm. they'll have people who go to the mines where they'll send children to go mine for the jewelry you know how they have the blood diamonds right yeah they it's basically the same thing but with the gemstones wow that's something like it's the same thing but with the gemstones so they'll have them go into like unsafe conditions unsafe sanitation basically no regulations to keep the workers safe at all. So whenever you do find a wholesaler that does ensure the safety of their um, workers, they charge a higher price because they actually pay their workers. So. Hmm. That's something most people really don't think about. It's a lot to it that people just kind of like, you know, bypass it, but it's actually, it's very deep when it comes to sourcing material correctly, making sure it's, you know, quality and it's a, it's a lot to it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't understand about business, which is things that artists, not just artists, but just people that are trying to make trying to make a dollar at the end of the day. You never know what right. somebody's going through. And like, I just wouldn't feel right to know like that someone had to die for a stone, you know, just to profit off of it. Yeah, that kind of makes you want to put it back, honestly. <laughs> right. Like, no, it's it's not worth it in that case. Like, okay, if I pay $2 for this rose quartz, someone possibly died behind just going mine for this one versus this one that cost $12. And the person was, you know, in an ethically safe environment to mine it because the company they worked for were doing right by the law. You know, I'd rather go for the $12 one because, I mean... A life is priceless. Yeah, this is true. And then people, you know, turn around and wonder why some of these countries are living in such poverty. And, you know, it's because of, of the convenient things that we have here in America and other first world countries. Like, we get lots of nice right. things and whatnot, but we people that As someone else don't have expense. such nice things. So it's a bit of a give and take there that people don't consider. And then it's the expertise that goes into it as well. Like some people may think, oh, a little elastic bracelet probably take five seconds to make. Uh, not exactly. It actually, even though I've gotten to the point where I could do it like in a snap, it actually still takes me a while to make them because you have to, it's like you have certain things you have to feel for. Like you could watch a million and one tutorials, but there's certain things you can only learn through actually doing it. So you have to make sure that the string is pre, pre-stretched. pre Like, you actually have to pre-stretch it before you make it. Because if you don't, it'll pop easily. You have to make sure the knot is correct. Then you have to make sure the knot is small enough to fit in the bead so it wouldn't show. It's actually a lot to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. But people like you and others make it seem easy. Just like 
with any other art that people are really good with, like makeup artists and stuff. All, all that. Oh, I, yes, that is definitely an art. It really is. I never noticed it until I actually really started seeing like some stuff online, just on random <laughs> social medias. And it's just like these people, like they're just called, you know, they're called makeup artists, which kind of makes them not seem all that. The but... MUA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I followed the, uh, you know how they have the Instagram posts and they just show like the little, you know, how they kind of speed it up and show them doing the designs. They, that's actually very, very artistic. Very. It really is. Like, just, you know, from coming from someone with a little bit of a painter's background, like, I'm horrible at painting. So the, the fact that these people can do that on some skin right. and make them look like whoever is ridiculous to me. You know, one art form that I really would love to learn, but I've always had issues with learning it, watercolor. Watercolor, yes, I love watercolor. Watercolor is so pretty, and oh, I tried to read. I took high, uh, took art class in high school, and watercolor was not one of my best ones. Yes, thank no, you. I was not good with watercolors. But watercolor is one of the best I ones. I did love the dye. Just want a free experience. Yes, that is. And then the thing about um, I, I used to do hand painting, like you know, actually, you know, paint, pen, and brush, and everything. And the only thing, I guess, I fell in love with digital art more. Hmm. I really excelled at, like, multimedia class in high school when we did, like, we learned about Photoshop and Illustrator. Oh, so do you actually make all your own digital art for everything for your business? Every design, except for, okay, even that when it was kind of a collaboration because my boyfriend made the, um... The you know my uh, logo right? It's like the crescent moon with the crystal. With heart. the crystal. Mm-hmm. He made the original concept, and I basically drew over it. So it's more so like I guess you would call that a a um like a collaboration style. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like every artist has someone that they kind of collaborate with or get draw inspiration from. So he made like the base design of it. And I was like, you know what? This is really, really beautiful because he was really good with coloring and shading digitally. So, you know, he made the concept. Oh, yes. You ever seen the ones that I've posted with? Oh, let me see which one I have posted. Basically, any of the t shirt ones or any of the phone cases. Oh, okay. That's all him. All of those, I made those. I made the, um, like the, I'm trying to reference one in particular that is one of my real favorites. I have one called Cosmic Crisis that is really, really beautiful. And I plan on having it as a sticker soon. Is stickers kind of like your new thing? Because I remember you, uh, I've been seeing that a lot on Instagram. Like, or is just like another thing you're adding in there? Yes. Like, I'm. I actually make like a whole bunch of them, but certain ones I'll be like, okay, you know what? This one's beautiful, but it mm, gets pushed to the back. May save it for a later day. Might go back and rework it. You know, depending on if I love it. But certain designs I love more than others. I know I definitely really, really love my crystal. It's one I made called Crystal Kingdom. And it's like it says Crystal Kingdom at the bottom, and it has like this 
um, purplish blue color one, and it's so beautiful. My butterfly, crystal butterfly, I love that one. I have the one with the moon, and it has the line waves. So it's a good bit of them, but I do mostly all of my graphics, and I, I love it. I actually love graphic design the most, as opposed <laughs> to other art forms, you know, like with the paintbrush, I do love them, but I seem to get more inspired with graphic designs. Yeah, I feel like it's really an either-or situation. Some people are drawn towards digital, and some people are drawn to more towards... Um, I know your uh, your art is beautiful. You do the... Um, the one you do is very advanced. That's the uh, drawing with the characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try my best. I'm trying. <laughs> you do an amazing job. Those are beautiful. Thank you. Uh, but since we are on the topic of just businesses and, and whatever, it is <clears throat> it is LGBT LGBTQ Pride Month for everyone that yes. doesn't know, which is kind of because these gays about to be acting up this month. So right. <laughs> <laughs> So if y'all don't know yet, y'all don't know. Trust me. Oh, wait, can I ask a quick question? I have my fan on. Is it too loud or causing any interruption? Oh, no. It's it, oh, it's, okay. it's not causing any... It's not causing And I feel like my listeners are understanding. They already... On this... It don't go right. But, hey, we push through all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly fine. I know mm-hmm. we keep it real, real on here on on animated okay. misfits. <laughs> Shoot, we ain't got no studios or nothing like that right now because I ain't got money like that. But one day we will. <laughs> I know that's right. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, first of all, I like to say that that's one thing I think is cool that that you bring up a lot is supporting of LGBT. LGBTQ businesses and supporting actually because one thing you brought up that I didn't, I never really thought about was how like other companies will make stuff and they don't even really care about the community they like they just trying to make a quick buck real quick mm-hmm. that's so that's yeah, it's very important to really actually find the people that you know actually care. And I'm just trying, you know, right. make a profit off something. Like any other, you know, holiday. Like, oh, it's month. LGBTQ month. Let's slap a rainbow on it and sell it to the gays. Like, no. <laughs> no. No. And that's what they do. And that's... Like, I know I've seen it starting today. I saw a couple of brands turning their logos to the rainbow. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, you are... Started real quick. This low key, like not low key, it's high key disrespectful when you think about it because they treat me almost like a holiday. Like right. oh, Halloween's coming up. Let's put mm-hmm. out some Let's put a little jack o' lantern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like no, like these are actual people. Like this isn't. Just but I'm some... actually very happy that people are starting to call them out because I noticed that I wasn't the only one by far. I actually seen a lot of posts calling out mega corporations on doing that. Yes, I have. Um, she musician here in Atlanta, and I saw her calling some stuff out about that too. And I was just like, "Oh, okay." So I guess people starting to get a little bit more woke, as they say. 
<laughs> things. Like, it's just so irritating when those companies do that. Like, oh my goodness, come on now, really? Like, I, I just rather prefer supporting small businesses in general. So, you know, even when it comes to big corporations, most of them utilize slave labor anyway. That's why I just kind of like, you know, change from them. I don't really care for them at all. Yeah. Um, I feel you on that. It's more like, uh, I want to put this. That's just something that I kind of learned some time ago. Like I've always, always told me that the reason that he doesn't like to buy things from certain big companies is because you just don't want to look like everybody else. Because everybody, people are. That's true. I, I hate to say it, it. I hate to say it. But a lot of people in the world are majority followers. They see somebody else wearing something and they want to wear it. People aren't really all that into originality, unfortunately, these days, which is something that's irritated me. Sadly. <laughs> yeah, I just that feel is like. true. Like the world will be another place if people really express themselves more. Because people, honestly, people these people are kind of dry. They don't really <sighs> let one Instagram influence so well, one Gucci person. I everybody in double G's. This is so true. Like honestly, the artists, these artists, these musicians and stuff, they kind of run right. the world low key. Let <laughs> one rapper say Fendi. Now everybody have the F with the upside down logo. <laughs> and half the people that's getting they can't afford it either but you know hey it's popular so that's what they gotta do <laughs> and then half those major brands racist oh some of them are very very racist yes um, I remember when I was in high school I used to have these pair of Tommy Hill figure shoes oh, I, used I, like that <laughs> I used to love those shoes so much and I remember one day, my brother was like, why are you still wearing those shoes? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he told me about, you know, about him being racist and whatnot. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like, like, you can't, that almost makes you not want to wear or even try most right. things. When you, when, you, when you know about what these companies are doing. Right. Like, gee, it's like, Well, like, before I got woke, you know, before, like, we got to use the woke word. Before I got woke. <laughs> Before I got woke, I used to, like, be very, because I love fashion. So I was, like, very into, like, certain designers. Like, oh, I wanted a, who was it? I want to say it was a Louis Vuitton. It was a Louis Vuitton duffel bag. I used to want one of them so bad. And I was, like, every time I seen it, I thought it was so beautiful. And I'm, like, oh, I need a Louis bag. Oh, it was Gucci who released something. I thought it was so beautiful. This was, like, 2012, 13, around that time period. So as I gotten older and started doing more research, started learning more and, you know, actually looking at things from a wider perspective and actually seeing things for what they were, that's when I learned better about a lot of these brands. Yeah, I feel like it took me until really, like, you, do you follow um, people like, like Lovely T on YouTube or whatever? Oh, I love her. Yes, I love her. I love her videos love so her. much. Like, I feel like I've learned so much just on watching people like yes. her. Yes. And just, just I, I don't know, know, just learning about yeah. things that I never would have thought of and learning more mm -hmm. critical thinking and whatnot. I think I started watching her in 20, 
Her insight on things are very spot on and she speaks the truth like a lot and very rarely do you see YouTubers who actually speak the truth versus trying to play to an agenda and she doesn't do that. That's why I really respect and love her work. Yes, exactly. Because like she says a lot in her videos, it's like you, it's easier to take the route of you know, selling sin yourself and working for a company that's going to make you say certain things, whatever. But it's very, right. very hard to just be yourself unapologetically. That's true. It is so hard. And that's even something I'm still working on, <laughs> just living unapologetically. That's, but that's a beautiful thing to do, live un- unapologetically. Yes, it definitely is because, I don't know, guys. I feel like the world puts too much stress, puts enough stress on us as is, but to let it just tell us that we have to be a certain way, we have to dress a certain way, we have to listen to a certain music, and basically kind of do what it says. I just don't agree with that. I just got them talking about like originality and you know people being themselves as more as more you know instead of being more a puppet in society i say and definitely people need to speak more to their young kids about it like middle school even nowadays it seems to go as young as elementary but definitely middle school and high school kids are so impressionable at that age and people are obsessed like you know how at, at the age we are now we can like say, you know, I don't care what people think and we could have more confidence in that. But, you know, let's keep it 100. When we're younger, a lot of people that age do care what people think, you know, they do want to fit in. They do want to be liked and et cetera. Yes, I'm actually really glad you brought that up because it's a quote that um, like I can't remember where I heard it from. Probably somewhere off the Internet one day. <laughs> but it was like something along the lines of are you uh, how did, how was it worded like if if your young self and your current self were to meet would your young self be happy with what they see or like are you the person yeah basically like that are, are, are you the person that your young self always wanted to be like would they be proud of you right now that's a beautiful quote. I really. Mm-hmm. And also, like, um, ugh. oh my God, I forgot how it was worded. What, what, what were you about to say? <laughs> um, wait, wait. About the uh, about the quote. Yeah. Okay. Something along those lines. I feel it is a very, very beautiful quote, and you know, if I was to answer that myself, I mean. My old self would probably look at my, like, well, my younger self, like, how the hell did you get that strong, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, coming from someone who used to try to change himself to be like, who used to like, you know, quote unquote, follow the trends and everything. And I want to say around high school is when I kind of just was like, you know what? Junior year, I guess a flip just got switched or whatever. And I just everything changed since that's what 
I feel like when I was growing up, it was just always kind of awkward for me because I I never really tried to fit in. Like I I knew I was different from everybody else, but I never really mm-hmm. I don't know I never really tried to force myself to fit in because every time I tried, it it just didn't work out. So I was like, I guess I'm just gonna have to school. Doesn't have to be me. I don't know. But I would say it really wasn't until adulthood that I'm really starting to flourish a lot more. Because, you know, I was more timid when I was younger, so. That's good. But that is one thing I, w- I want to bring up with you, actually. Like, because you have, like, such an old, old soul. Like, you, like you say things <laughs> that change in high school. But it's like, well, whenever I hear you talk about something on Instagram, it's like, that's damn. <laughs> like I'm like, is this this is this man like really like forty years old or something? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> like you always speak about subjects that most people in their early twenties would never talk about in a very eloquent type of way, too. So it's very easy for for people to understand and really like be on your side about it. So I really like that. You know, I was raised by my great-grandmother, and she is 80, I want to say she's 81 right now. Mm-hmm. I mostly grew up around older people, like, you know, great-grandparents, and even her mother is still living. She's 102. Oh. So, like, I mostly spent all my life around older people, so I guess... um uh I owe a lot of my wisdom to her, you know, my great-grandmother. She taught me nearly everything I know. She gave me, like, a very strong foundation to grow from, you know. So then once I started learning on my own, it was, you know, I guess blossomed into the 40-year-old soul. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really interesting because, like, it already have the soul that you have now at the age you are it's kind of interesting like where will you be in 20 years like how much wiser will you be if you're already oh wow if you already seen this it's crazy i mean yeah sometimes i do be speaking on topics and you know sometimes i I used to kind of question if i should do it but whenever i actually started getting back you know positive feedback is when i was like you know what okay, now I'm going to do it. Because I used to think to myself, oh, what if people are like, oh, here he goes again, talking at that damn phone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, he he talked too much. Click, click, click. Skip the Snap story. (laughs) Skip the Instagram story. But, you know, people really were sliding up and telling me, like, oh, you speaking facts. So you telling, you you speaking so real. And I'm like, y'all really like it? Okay. So then I, I felt like if my words could help someone, then I love to, you know, you never know who your words may resonate with. Oh, yes, that is very true. There are some things people tell me just in casual conversation. Remember, we say it. And then, you know, it'll be a, a year still thinking about what they say. And it's still like, you know. It's... Oh, those are so sweet. I love when people tell me that. Yes. I'd be caught off guard when people tell me that. Like, some people older than me tell me that. They're like, Enrique, you inspired me. I'm like, I'm just 20 years old. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know I could be inspiring. You're just 20. I'm uh, not only so. <laughs> Soon I'm going to be able to buy liquor from the store with my ID this month. 
June 27th, so it's it's odd, like, you know, Gay Pride Month, and then my birthday is June 27th, and I think that's, like, it's June 25th when they start, like, the official parades and everything, or the official date, something like that. I'm not sure, because I know here in Atlanta, they don't have, like, the the Pride Parade isn't until, oof, I think it's in September. Mm. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably do some other stuff. But sadly, I've never been to a pride parade yet. Really? I have never been to a pride parade yet. Now, I was out since middle school. Like, I want to say, I can't, when I came out, I came out with a bang. Like, oh goodness, <laughs> when I tell you, I did. Like, okay, I had like this little cute compact mirror. I had the lip gloss. I had the eyeliner. I was like a huge Lady Gaga and Nicki Minaj fan. And yes, I was. Um, I was actually very, very unapologetically gay at that time. <laughs> very. <laughs> I love that because I, I don't know anybody personally that was like that at that time. And I know I, I used to get in so. trouble for it so much. Like I used to actually, I would get in trouble. Like how can I say? So let's say somebody would like. I was just at that age. And I just, I don't know, I was just in that mindset where I felt like if they didn't like me, oh well, you know? So when they were like, oh, he's wearing makeup, I'd be like, and it's slay. Well, we didn't say slay <laughs> back then. We would say like, what was the word back then? It was a word. Um, it was some word we used to use, but it wasn't slay. I didn't really use slay until like high school era. Yeah. Middle school was something else. But yeah, like one time I actually got in trouble because um, I had this like cute little compact mirror and the principal is like, he pulls me into his office and he's like, you can't bring that to school anymore. And I'm like, well, why not? And he's like, because we don't want people to make fun of you. And I'm like, I don't care what they got to say about me. And he's like, well, if I see it again, you'll get suspended. Really? As opposed to putting the, you know, actual people who told me things in trouble, you know? Yeah, that's really silly. It's like, because I don't want you to get made fun of, I'm going to punish you. That's really dumb. It doesn't even make any sense. Who says something like that? I was a rule breaker in middle school. Oh, I was a rule breaker. (laughs) Oh, you can't wear those. Oh, I had a bracelet. These cute. Oh, here we go again with the bracelets. This is where my love for jewelry and everything. (laughs) I had these really cute bracelets. And it was like, I remember it was white. Like, I got it from Family Dollar, I want to say. It was, like, white with, like, gold studs on it. The teacher is going to stop me and say it looked like a dog collar on my wrist. What? Like, you know how they have, like, those little dog collars with the spikes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made something like that. And she's like, that's a dog collar? I'm like, it's a bracelet. And they really told me I couldn't wear it because it was spikes. They was really hating. Like, oh, that school was was strict. Our backpacks had to be clear or see-through. We only could wear a navy blue or black jacket. I think you could not wear any color socks. It had to be white or black. Was it like a private school? Like a private type school? Nope. Nope. That was public. Oh, my goodness. I've never heard of a public school that strict before. I've heard like uniforms, but goodness. That school was, oh, my goodness. Oh, let's just say I am so thankful I am graduated. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> oh, facts. 
Yeah, okay. so it was just like I don't know. Then when I got to high school, um, uh, I was I was good in high school, but a junior year, in my opinion, is when I really glowed up. Hmm. So that's just when everything kind of changed, where you really just start to become, like we've been saying earlier, unapologetically yourself. Mm-hmm. That's when it was like, you know. If you don't like me, oh well, I like me, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And one thing for people that are younger that maybe listen to this podcast, if you're in high school, there's one thing I have to tell y'all. The people that you may be worried about right now, li- literally, the day after graduation, you well, most see- people, you will never, ever, ever see them again. So it really will not matter whatsoever. That is facts on top of facts with a little bit of facts sprinkled over. <laughs> you will never see them again. Never see also, them again. Also, another tip for the young listeners. A uh, young tip. I want to say I love y'all. All the young listeners listening. I hope y'all have beautiful futures, but this is a big tip. Make sure you disconnect with them off social media as well. Mm, mm-hmm. When I graduated, I was like certain people. I do not want to be friends with on Facebook. There's no... Twitter mutuals, nope. No. New new beginnings. New era of life. Yep. I feel like that happens. I know that happened with me too. So I, I feel like that happens with a lot of people. Because me, like after high school, I started to see how some people really were. Um, yes. And I was just like, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> like, I think the go. hardest part is when it's, per- it's people like when you grow and you see that they're not trying to grow or progress, so it's like you have no other choice but to cut them off. It's actually very sad in certain aspects because, you know, we all grow at different rates. Mm, that's like, true. I've had a few friends where I had to, like, cut them off because they were just, like, you know, it's like, okay, we had our fun in high school. We were kids. We clowned. We, you know, we cut up. But now it's like we're adults, and we actually have responsibilities and things to do. You know, it's not high school anymore, and they didn't really grasp that concept. Yeah, it, it takes, like you said, it takes some people a little bit longer to adjust than others. Sometimes it takes yeah. people until literally after college, because for y'all that are going into college or people that are in college right now, like a freshman or whatever, I'll let you know straight up. After you walk across that stage again, it all changes <laughs> once more. And this time it's actually mm-hmm. even worse because there's no life isn't about grades anymore. It's not about research papers and there's right. no set goal for you anymore. It's kind of just you live and you learn at that point. And at this right. point, like you're, you're, you're so much of an adult, you can't really do those type of kid things anymore because they just don't work. They haven't in your life anymore. Go to a business setting and try to cut up in there and see if you don't get escorted out. <laughs> yeah, if you're like 20 There's no, Tommy, stop laughing in the corner. No, it's like, security, will y'all please have him exit stage left? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You get to that age to where the world sees you. Like, you, you may feel like a kid on the inside, but that's not how the world sees you anymore. Like, you, you, have, you have a full beard. You're 6'3". Right. Like, <laughs> nobody's seeing you as a child anymore adjust 
Now, see, sadly, in my case, I get told I look young if I shave. <laughs> I'm but 5'5", five five, so if I shave my beard and mustache, I practically could look like I'm 16 again. <laughs> so got that young face. Like, I've gotten, like, I remember one time I was in a store, and the lady's like, so, uh, do y'all have high school today? And I'm like, what you mean high school? I graduated two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've been graduated. Yes, like I'm, I'm, I'm a whole twenty six, and I still get told the same thing. Like people are always surprised. When you I'm do not look twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> I would have assumed like maybe twenty one, twenty two, but not twenty six. People keep telling me that I look like I look so young. It's like I'm tired. I'm tired of people telling me that. Like <laughs> I have like four more years until I'm thirty. I mean, which I'm not. Mad Acknowledge at. my grownness. Yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, I, I grew up this whole beard and everything for a reason. Jeez. But it's all good. That just means when I'm older, I'll still look young. That's a blessing. You know, they say black don't crack, and that's a fact. That is a fact. Folks out here 64 years old, still looking like they, like, 40. Oh, you know who is like that? Oh, I'm trying to remember. It's a certain... Cecily Tyson. I'm kind of... I... I'm just convinced she doesn't age. She is so beautiful. Isn't she like in her 90s now? I think so. Mm. I, I think she's in her 90s. Angela Bassett, she's another one. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Angela Bassett, I, I don't know what she be drinking, but <laughs> she Can looks... y'all share that secret potion with me? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm trying to get a sip when I'm, you know, when the, I guess when I'm older, I, I want a little sip of that too. Facts. But, you know, how do you feel about the um, the social media craze with, you know, how a lot of people are striving for perfection? And even mm-hmm. if, like, well, I guess since me and you do graphic design, we kind of know about this. But you can make anyone look however you want with Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you could literally make anyone look however. And yeah, some that's... people may see that and not know that that's not real. Yeah, and that's one thing that's really detrimental to like the minds of younger kids. Like they see these things, and right. they really think it's real. And I'm like, no, right? <laughs> Somebody well, you really have to teach them better. Yeah, people, you have to teach. That's one thing that um, Lovely T used to say a lot in her videos, and she still does, is about you raising your kids and not letting social media. Um, and the internet raise your kids because these these that's why I feel it's unfair for them to drag certain artists like it's not their job to raise your child yeah it's it's really silly how they do that it's like um, because it's like it's kind of like if if you think about you or me like we're both artists we're not singers or anything so we're probably never going to be I don't know walking a red bag you know getting a Grammy or whatever because that's (laughs) <laughs> huh? <laughs> What'd you say? One day. <laughs> I mean, this is true, but it'll be never know. One it, day. It'll it'll probably be like a different type of carpet. I mean, it might still right. be red, but it might not be like graphic design awards. Exactly. There you go. Like the artist carpet. <laughs> but it's a whole different type of situation because they they have they go through things and they're like big celebrities and. You know, they one, once upon a time they were just like us. They were just young artists. They just wanted to sing. They 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 just wanted to be in movies. And 
they can't be their true selves anymore. They feel like they can't because the world is saying, oh, no, now you have to change. You have to do this because my daughter's looking up to you. My son's looking up to you. Right. And it's like, okay, but why isn't your son looking up to his dad? Or why isn't your daughter looking up to her right. mom? That's what they should be looking at. If your child is looking up to an artist and calling that artist mama or father, somebody dropped the ball. Yeah, exactly. So you can't really blame these artists for stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like you said about Maybe the whole image of perfection. That that's honestly like I, I don't really have much against her because I don't know her. So I try not to be too hard. Whenever I see Kylie Jenner, I just get irritated. <laughs> because at 17, <laughs> she literally paid to make herself look beautiful. I mean, she wasn't ugly before, but she paid to make herself look beautiful. And then you have these yeah. girls out here thinking like, oh, she's so great. She's so perfect. Like, no, she had to go under a knife right. to get like that. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't strive to be under that And after they get perfection. under the knife, after they get under the knife, they still Photoshop the picture after that. Exactly. So it's like you can never compete with a computer engine with a computer design software. You can't. You can't compete with that, and you, you can't compete with. No, you know, she irritates me though. But really? it's for like a different reason. It's because of her cultural appropriating. That's the thing that irritates me with that girl so much. Um, and it really boggles my mind when I hear of black people who love the Kardashians. I just sometimes just want to take. A television and throw it to throw it in a soundproof wall. Like, can I just get like one minute in this like stress room and just throw a television because they upset me that much? <laughs> like, how they look up to her and buy the makeup and I don't understand it. But you know, uh, I I don't. Even Hitler had his followers, so that's a shame. But it's true. <laughs> that is definitely true. It's like. Uh, yeah, that and the whole thing where we're talking about, oh, she's like the youngest billionaire or whatever, and it's like and they, they call her self-made, and I'm like where is she self-made? Like, she was born into this like millionaire-billionaire family. Like, she already had the silver right. spoon shoved deep into her mouth. Right. Like, there's nothing self-made there. And she has connections to resources that others don't. So even if, like, even if she said her parents didn't pay for it, she could be best friends with someone who was like a, um, I don't know, a business mogul who could pull certain strings for her to get her in the industry. Way exactly. easier than somebody else who doesn't have that connection. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, that whole I came from rags to riches, no, mm-hmm. that was just BS. No, she probably even know what a rag is. Probably never even used one. Right. <laughs> like you, I just don't understand the infatuations with them. Like, uh, I never understood it. I never got into the TV show. Uh, I, I never understood it either. I never understood it. No, I, I do love Beyonce. You know? Beyonce? <laughs> Don't I remember give me one the... time me and a friend had a conversation in school, and we were like, they were like, Enrique, what if they said Beyonce's in the auditorium? And me and my friend was like, we're going to run to that auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> like Beyonce, yes. Love, love Beyonce. Love yeah. Lady Gaga. Love her. Yeah, I like Gaga because she's really 
teach really about that life when it comes to like she was a major influence for me in middle school major major influence and her born this way album really shaped me as a person look I tell you born this way came through for so many people it's still it's still a whole anthem I love that song and just yeah. the album just everything oh, it stands for another one would have to be Kesha Kesha was an influence. I love her. Beyonce, and even with my business, with my business, I am strongly inspired by Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Naomi Campbell, Madonna, like, you know, these very strong women figures who just always did what they wanted to do and who just wouldn't let anyone tell them no and let anyone make them feel less than. And they always, you know, they were always very strong, and I love that. Yes, it's one thing. Um, in the Beyonce um, homecoming, uh, I don't want to call it a documentary because it's not. I, is, is, is it considered a documentary? It was like a documentary mixed concert. So they did document. I think it was a documentation of the concert. Okay. Well, I'll just go ahead and call it a documentary. It was one part in. <laughs> I guess she was saying that she had an idea for something and the people were like, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And she was like, yo, the way I did, if it, if it came into my head, then it can be done. And she did it. Right. And that's what I love right. about Beyonce. Like, and she, her work she knows what she wants. inspires me so much. Look, her work, her work ethic is, is just girl, godly. Yes. Like I'd be like, oh my goodness! I remember I was uh, I would watch like videos of Beyonce, like interviews, or like Mariah Carey, and I just would be like, oh, if she wore one of my necklaces, I would fall out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they are, I love them, and like they are just very, very inspirational. I love them so much, and another, also, I love women rappers. Like, I really don't listen to the men rappers like that, but I love the women rappers. Hmm. Like, Megan Thee Stallion, I love her. I love Baby Mother. Now, Nicki Minaj, I love her, but, you know, she's my problematic fave because she has done questionable things. You know, I got to call out on that, but I do love her. Um, another one I love, I love Trina. <laughs> That's old school. Trina. I love Malibu Mitch. It's a good bit of uh, women artists I like. The men artists really cannot rap, in my opinion. Like, it's like they just, I don't know. Every song Nikki's featured on with the rest men, she really kills the entire track. And I literally listen to a song. Here's, this is when Nikki's part starts. Skip to that part. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Listening to Big Bang, skip to the end. <laughs> Listening to the monster, skip to the end. <laughs> it's 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 honestly been that way with me for a long time anyway. Like whenever Nikki has been featured on a song, I'll listen to it just for her feature and everything else is like, you know, Facts. extra. She kills Big Bang. Oh my goodness, I was shook by that one. And the crazy thing about that song is everyone's verse is a is like the same length but hers goes by so fast because of how much 
she put in it and it left you wanting more. So it feels like, oh, her verse seems short. But when you go look at it, her verse is the same length as everyone else's. Hmm. It's just, that girl is a rap beast. She she can rap. I love her. Megan the Stallion. Oof, I love her too. I like to never listen to any of her music. I'm not even going fun. I recommend she has this song called um, it was a freestyle. It's like the last song on her Fever extended play. It's the last song called Fever and she has one called Simon Says. I like that one. She have uh, W-A-B. I don't, I'm not sure if I can use profanity on here. Don't <laughs> if there's any listeners. But go she ahead. has a song called um, Weak Ass Bitch that's pretty good. I do love that one. And I think she's really, really good. I really love her. So, you know, as soon as I get my little coins, I'm going to uh, support a few of those uh, rap women, women rappers, definitely. Hmm. Listen to more of these new folks, man. Because, like, <laughs> like, just like you, I'm a very old soul. Like, my, my, most of my soul is still Our stuck in Our the... 90s Mariah Carey. Yep. Majority <laughs> of my day. I'm I was listening to her while I was creating earlier. <laughs> Dream this is one of your favorite Mariah Carey songs. <laughs> Oh, my favorite Mariah. Hmm. Okay, my favorite album is the Butterfly album. Mm-hmm. Love that album so much. Now, my favorite song, number one, has to be Hero. There oh. were many times, like, okay, whenever I, I, I'm trying to remember if it was eighth grade or ninth grade. It was in middle school, definitely. But, like, we were doing the leap test. And, you know, I was, like, very nervous. Oh, I'm scared. I practice. I studied. But, you know, I'm still scared, you know. You know how America puts a big importance on standardized testing. So, yes, I was very worried. And I used to listen to Hero before going to school in the morning, like when I was getting ready for school. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I also really love Hero. It's, it's, it's her most, in my opinion, inspirational song, or at least the, at least the most yeah. well known one. It, it definitely gets you in the mood whenever you're really, whenever you're feeling down about something. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite song from her, um, just because I relate to it on a very personal level, <laughs> is um, uh, "Can't Let Go." I, I forgot which album it is. It's from. I think Was it's that the Daydream? second one. Yes, I think it is. Oh, oh, Music Box. No, no, it was Mariah Carey her first one, and the second one was the was emotions the, the second one had emotions on it so that was was it that one then was it emotion i know can't let go that was the one it's like even though i try i yes. can't let go that's one yes. of her old ones i know that mm-hmm. that's definitely I, let me search it up but I'm i know it's definitely one of her too. <laughs> old. yeah it's based from emotions Oh, okay, okay, you know That was a beautiful album, too. Yeah, I was going back and, like, really listening to some of her older stuff. Well, actually, the reason I got into Can't Let Go is because I saw a video of Tamar Braxton, like, doing a little mini cover of it, and I was like, what is, what is she singing? I, like, I, I really like the way this sounds. And I went back and listened to the whole song, and I was like, yo, this is, this is amazing. I love this so much. Her voice is just immaculate. 
Mariah Carey and her prime. But she does the whistle register. I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Love, love her. Love her. Do you like Britney Spears? You say like Britney Spears? No, I say, do you like Britney Spears? Oh, child, I have listened to no Britney Spears since. Ooh. I don't know. The, the last song she came up with that I remember was um, Work Bitch. But that was a good last... one, but that was definitely not her best. What were you saying? It was a good one, just not her best one. Yeah, like, that, uh, that, work, that's work just bitch the last hit she one. came up with. But I think my favorite song of hers is um, Toxic. I love Toxic. Now, in my opinion, I think Blackout was her best one. That was the one with Give Me More. She like a full album of her. Only ones that I listened to in its entirety was Circus, Blackout, and um, In the Zone with Toxic. That was the only ones I listened to the entire album. Hmm. What are her albums like? Are they like super just pop music the whole time? Like super poppy stuff? Yeah. It's like really like 90% pop. Now, I love Britney Spears, but like the only thing about Britney that I, well, I love her regardless of it, but her music tends to be very, hmm, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like pop, like bubblegum pop. Like, there's really mm. no depth to it as mm-hmm. a Lady Gaga song would be or a Madonna song would be. True, true. You know, Gaga has the Alejandro. She has the um, Dance in the Dark, Bad Romance. You know, Madonna has Like a Prayer, Justify My Love. And, um, you know, a lot of those like pop music, but they have deep meanings to them. And I, I think that's also because of them actually writing. I'm not sure how much writing oh, Britney does, but Lady team. Gaga, she writes, she writes all her own that's stuff. That's true. So it comes I love real Britney, personal I experience. She writes. I don't think she writes. No, Br- Britney. Britney is more. I feel like Britney. I don't more think she's singing either. <laughs> I mean, well, let's just uh, let's keep it a hundred. <laughs> we love you, Britney. We love Britney anyway. I, I still love her. But you know, gotta, well, actually, like, now, uh, I love her. <laughs> since you bring it up about her singing, there is this song that one of my friends sent me because he he he's he's a huge pop fan. Lady Gaga is his favorite person in the universe. Um, but yeah, he really sent me this song by Britney Spears <laughs> called um, "Every Day." Every just, time? No, it's called it's it's called every day. It's like uh, uh, apparently it wasn't. I forgot what he was saying. Like it, it wasn't released album or something like that. But oh. it's like this very personal song in which there's no auto tune. There's no there's no effects to her voice or anything like that. It's literally just her singing. And it's a very inspirational song. I I I'll have to send it to you because I really love the song. I listen to it sometimes when I'm feeling some type of. How way. does it go? It's like um. Every day, dun, 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 dun. Um, every day the sun comes up again, the little hope begins, and the something <laughs> I forgot how it goes. <laughs> and every day, oh my god! Now, Brittany, her voice is actually very deeper 
than what they make her sing. Her record label make her sing. Like, they made her sing with that baby voice when her real voice is more suited for opera or theater. But they made her do like a... Like, there's a documentary of it on YouTube on how her record label made her do the fake baby voice. Like, if you listen to the song, I'm a Slave for You, it's very mm-hmm. strong in that song. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. How did you bring it up? Like, and that's, and I believe that's why they mostly made her lip sync most because her original voice is more deeper than that. Yeah, and I, I know that's something very because I have you ever heard the show Unsung before? Yes, that's actually a sad show at times. Isn't that like kind of like the Hall of Fame of the failed artists? Yeah, but on there, they, they, they really get into like, like there, there are some groups that they've talked about on there, like the group Millie Vanilli. Where it's like the the, the record labels oh, were, were, were literally I like heard about them. Yeah, where it's like they they were literally like, yo, we we just want y'all here because we think y'all look nice. Don't sing ever. We have people they that, said that wasn't like, even their vocals. It wasn't like it's just like people people are gonna sing for you. We just want you to be the cover. Mm. And it's just really sad. A lot of people, what a lot of artists went through in like the nineties and stuff. Like they didn't. A, a lot of them really couldn't control their sound at all. Like they were just told right. how they gonna sing. Like I know even T Boz from TLC. Like when they were going over uh, the the artist, like they, they heard her singing in a deep tone. They were like, "Yo, that's gonna be your sound forever. Always singing that tone. Don't ever sing any different." And that's what she did. Like I I've noticed that it's a much more of a. Hmm, what's the best words to use for this? Back then, the artists had less control over their sound, but there also was a level of talent you had to have, had to have had. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, there's not much control, and you can basically put out anything whenever. But yeah. nowadays, it's like you don't really have to have any talent much to really chart or really do much. Yeah, because nowadays you you don't necessarily need a record lip or anything. You can just you don't need to know how to sing. You don't need to know how to write a rap lyrics. You don't need to know how to rhyme. You don't need to know how to write lyrics. We'll just get you a ghostwriter. You just have to look a certain way or be marketable. Basically, so you have more freedom, but you don't have talent (laughs) for most of them. Right. That's sad. It's just really, really sad how. A lot of things working and just crazy how um, I noticed another thing. A lot of people have the obsession with being famous, but without actually having a talent. It's like people just want to be famous. And that's it. Like, oh, I just want to be famous. But that's it. Just fame. Like, well, do you want to be an artist? Do you want to be a singer? I just want to be famous. I just want to be a reality star. I just want people to like like me for no reason. I want to be an IG influencer. Like, you I know, it's that. like it don't require much to really do much these days, I notice. Yeah, to, to be an influencer, you literally don't have to have any talent at all. That's all you have to do is have lots of followers. Right, and I think that is what a lot of people are going for. But then you see, I can't even blame the kids. I blame society. They make them famous. They pay them. They make them rich. So, I mean, of course, as a kid growing up, looking at that, look how easy they make it seem. So... What kid wouldn't want to do it? Yeah, like literally, literally, that's all most of them do. Is like they just they just look pretty and they get money for right. it. They they like it's just very crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh, I'm so sorry. My phone is almost dying, so it's going to probably be dying soon. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I guess it's about time to wind down, guys. <laughs> well, we definitely should do this again if you want to. I had a really good time. And, you know, next time I'll make sure to charge my phone to 100% before starting. <laughs> Trust me, it's all good. Cause like even for me, most of this show, sometimes I'd be like, I feel like doing a podcast right now, and then my battery would be real low, and I'm like, dang it, I got. Oh, I guess right. I can only do a short episode. But see, it's the authenticity that makes it beautiful and real. Exactly, <laughs> authenticity. You know, it's, it's not like I, we're like you know actors being okay. Cut one, two, bring them to the set. No, it's like you know, conversation. <laughs> Also, disclaimer, I love Britney Spears. At the end of the day, I still love her. Toxic is one of my favorite songs. Blackout is my favorite album. In the Zone is my favorite album. And Circus is good, too. But, you know, I just had to call it like I see it. But I still love it at the end of the day because she is legendary Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. She's definitely a legend. But y'all know we always keep it real on here. So just don't try try to take anything to heart. Right. I don't want the stands to be like, you asshole, you said this about Britney. No, I love Britney. <laughs> I love Britney. I would, oh, that's another one. If she had like a tour, I would run to go see Britney too because I do love her. And she could dance. She can still dance. Yeah, that, that, that's one thing you can't deny of her. She definitely has that girl can dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That girl definitely can dance. But yeah, I'll definitely make sure to charge my phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay well it's i mean it's it's all good like i said because you'll, you'll definitely have a chance to come back on eventually and we can have more conversations talk about different subjects and whatnot and i would mm-hmm. definitely love to <laughs> thank you um but well guys i guess that's the end of the episode today um thank you for listening would you like to tell them where they can find you on instagram yes I am at, well, my business card. I'll read off that like a little teleprompter. (laughs) So my Twitter socials is at D underscore C underscore M underscore jewelry. My Instagram is at dark crystal moon. And, you know, if you see anything you like on my website, don't hesitate to DM me. I am currently in the process of moving websites. So, you know, you may see certain things on my Instagram feed or Twitter feed that you may not find on my website. Just feel free to DM me if you see a particular item you want. Huh. <laughs> that was very well said. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, guys, please make sure to hit him up because he, he really does work hard. And I can attest to the fact because I actually bought something from him. that It's all very good quality and it looks really, really nice when you get it. It's not some stuff that you're going to get and you'll be like, dang, I like, I kind of wish I didn't buy this now. Like, you know, you're going to be happy when you get your products. So I co-sign it. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, peace out. Speaking of that. Oh, wait, one more little thing. Speaking of that, you were rocking that uh, blue agate. That was pretty. I was like, I seen it on your story. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> The one with the moon charm. That was beautiful. Yes, I have it sitting right in front of me, too. So it's always looking at me <laughs> when I don't have it on. Ah. Yeah, y'all. Deuces. Bye. <laughs>